I used to do lots of things. Good evening, Benjamin. Good evening, Joseph. Don't call me Joseph, dude. What, um, is, happy is Friday the thirteenth. Huh? Your name not is your name not Joseph? It is Joseph. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Um, happy Friday the thirteenth, man. Oh um, shit! Today is Friday the thirteenth. Yeah, it's true. It's true. No, you know what's crazy? I'm. I'm. What? I swear to God, I'm not making this up. I was lying on my couch over here, and I live on like a, a busy street, so sometimes. Um, a, like a truck will go by and it kind of like shakes the house. Right. Right. And if you're like trying to get in this door or you're in the base, like this is, I live in an old house. It's from the twenties. So it just kind of makes noises, right? Like old houses yeah. do, but dude, I swear, like I have these pair of French doors right here and these French doors back there. You can kind of see them over my shoulder over there. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they were like literally shaking for like 10 seconds before. Oh man! And I thought it was my cats at first. So I didn't really think of it, but then I got up and I, I just had surgery recently, so I'm not yeah. like I'm like trying not to move a lot. Yeah. And one of them was right here on on a chair, and the others were like behind the couch. Like they weren't doing it. Like yeah. they weren't messing with the doors, and it honestly felt like like a like a supernatural experience. Yeah, yeah. It was real. It felt like <laughs> someone trying to open the doors. Nice. And I I I've had, uh, um paranormal encounters before but never mm -hmm. in this house but it yeah. is third friday the 13th and this is the first time i've seen and it was like it was kind of shocking i was like what is going on like, it felt like like the, the doors were shaking but like there was no tractor trailer coming down the yeah, street yeah. or anything like that so it was really crazy but maybe maybe that's it maybe it's just friday the 13th just yeah I, I don't i don't i don't want you to think that that's an omen but i think that's an omen dude i guess i mean <laughs> omens usually happen in a house like i moved in here three years ago a little over three years ago it's like usually the omen comes pretty quick it's like get yeah. out you know the, the, right, the, right. the spirits are pretty quick like we don't want you here three yeah, years no. like come on already like i've already you know put down roots here so i don't know maybe they'll be chill yeah well anyway <laughs> so uh before we talk about the uh the topics uh, i want to talk about something that that i'm, I'm doing actually uh this weekend okay. Uh, so you know, okay. So I'm not, I'm not okay. It has nothing to do with Satanists, okay? Shocker. <laughs> but so tonight, because it's Friday the 13th, mm -hmm. uh, one of the things I'm going to is uh, some like goth punk show thing. But there's, Naturally. you know, they're, they're 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 having several bands playing, and then they're going to have uh, an Edgar Allan Poe cocktail storybook hour thing. I guess some right. some some goth that, chick is going to come out. And she's that could either be that sounds like it could be really fun and cool, or like yeah, the dorkiest lamest shit ever like like it's yeah. gonna be one of those yeah yeah either way i'm gonna be drinking so it's like i'll find a way to make it fun um sure. Where and, is it? uh this is this is in uh in hollywood and oh i've heard of it yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then uh something else i'm doing on uh, in hollywood on sunday though this one i'm i'm more excited for but also more creeped out by this okay. is a, a vampire soiree Mm -hmm. um so i guess there's uh i i there there may be bloodletting so i went to the website and, and they even have like like dress code and and and, and what's the dress like, code it's all black spooky oh yeah well it's 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 all victorian so here's the thing so i don't really like getting dressed up for anything really mm -hmm. 
But I was like, okay, well, I've got a black dress shirt and I got black slacks and black shoes. But I was like, ah, I, I want to do at least one, one extra little thing because I don't want to just be like the, the one dude that half asses it. Because I don't know, everyone, it's all, it's all Victorian and shit. I know people are going to uh -huh. go all out. So right, I was like, what's right. one thing that I can, one accessory that I feel comfortable wearing? Mm -hmm. And so I actually had to go to Hollywood Boulevard because they have all those like rock and roll, sh you know, stores yeah, and stuff. Yeah. So I had to get these. <laughs> you ever seen a, the, the Gary Oldman Dracula? Um, like yes, not I haven't seen start to finish, but like I guess I know it. Obviously. Yeah, so I had to get these these oh, sunglasses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Gary Oldman Dracula? Yeah, when he's young, when when he's young Dracula, and he's walking around Victorian oh. London, he's he's wearing he's all. Oh, like, that's right, right, right. Yeah, because then they have the flashbacks where he's like the knight, like he's like yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's like, Vlad. Yeah, yeah, he's Vlad the Impaler, right? Um, so yeah. it's like I, I, it's like I'm dressed up to go to like a really cool funeral. Um, yeah, that's like almost famous classes or something. Yeah, no. All right. So speaking I'm going to that. Speaking of dress, dude, we can't both do the denim jackets. Uh, I'm clearly well, I got the first. denim jacket guy. I've worn the I denim jacket <laughs> every episode we've ever had, even <laughs> even the live episodes. And you're just coming in here with the denim jacket. <laughs> like you can wear anything else. <laughs> well, I probably have more denim jackets than you. So That's probably true because I have one <laughs> and it's this one and I always wear it. I'm going to wear all four of them right now. Yeah. All right. Anyway, so that sounds fun. How was your the Philharmonic? Oh, it was wonderful. It was so fun. It's like every week. It's like, <laughs> it's like I'm glad it was wonderful, Joe. No, because like, it's like one weekend I'll be doing classy, high artsy things, and the next yeah. weekend it's like I'm hanging out with vampires and satanists and shit. So yeah, yeah. so last week was pretty cool. So last is this for Friday, is this for research, by the way, the vampire? Yeah, yeah. So because there, there might be bloodletting there. Like I went to the to the website. That's a thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, in yeah, New Orleans so they have that. I didn't yeah. see that when I lived there. I saw that on a show. Uh, what was that show? Dark Tourist. You ever seen oh, that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've yeah. Seen that. They like do that. They like suck blood out of each other. Fucking weird. But this might be really lame because they, I, I went to the website, Probably. the official website, and they got chapters around the US. Um, and so, mm -hmm. you know, they had like a dress code and, and behavior code or whatever. And they said, like, um, you know, the dress code, you know, all black, Victorian, blah, blah, blah. Um, uh, oh, and they even said like no, no wearing Nazi or fascist symbols, and it's like, yeah, I'm not gonna go to a vampire soirée dressed up like Goebbels. Like that's not like, that never crossed that, my mind. Yeah, what's that overlap? Like, Nazi. I, 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 I have no idea. So there's that, and they also yeah. said, you know, if you're gonna be drinking other people's blood, make sure you get consent. It's, it's like, oh yeah, yeah I can't just go up and stab people and drink them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, but, man. Uh, well, look, I don't give a shit. Whatever goes on between yeah. consenting adults, I really don't yeah. care. Right, um, right. But that's just ugh, that just that kind of creeps me out. Yeah. Not not so much the letting, more of like the sucking someone else's oh like yeah. yeah. Oh my god! And meanwhile, these people will be like, mask up. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Are you vaccinated? But, Is it vaccinated blood only? Uh, yeah. But uh, um, so last weekend was was nice. I went to so I saw the L.A. Philharmonic. It was cool. So the, on select Friday nights. They have this thing where um it's uh it's wine in the garden and so like they have this really cool balcony this outdoor mm -hmm. balcony mm -hmm. and it's cool you see like all of downtown la and they're they're serving mm -hmm. wine and, they, and they're playing jazz music so it's all classy and stuff so so i did that on friday night and that was cool it's also the building the the walt disney uh concert hall it's a frank geary building so it's like the mm. big twisted metal thing yeah yeah um and then saturday night there i went to uh, a friend and i we went to a double feature of alfred hitchcock's um, the man who knew too much. It's interesting because mm. Hitchcock made that movie twice. He made it once in the thirties mm. and he, when he um, became big in the U S then he decided to remake it with a bigger cast and a bigger budget. Mm. Um, so they were showing both of those. Um, so yeah, that was cool. Oh, it was so, the same movie. 
Yeah, yeah. The, the, the original and the remake. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty rare that a director remakes their own film. It rarely, rarely that's ever happens. Rare. I can't think of any other time that's happened. Although Michael, we were just speaking about Cronenberg, and he, um, he didn't remake, but he has. You know, he has another movie with that same title. Uh, Crimes of the Future. Yeah, is a, is a film that he did in like 1970. But it has nothing to do with this one, right? Right. Right. Yeah. But, anyway, um, what were you gonna say? Uh, you ever see Michael Mann's Heat? That's a remake of a Michael Mann movie. I've seen The Heat from like 95. Yeah, yeah. That's a remake of his own movie? Yeah, it was a TV movie that he made in the late 80s called L.A. Takedown, I think. And oh, uh, he didn't okay, like okay. it. So he he, he remade it um, with a bigger budget and Al Pacino he, and Robert Downey. I know it's, I know it's really popular and, and very well regarded. I didn't love it. No? Um, I thought it's very, I mean, it's very 90s. I mm. love the, I think the shootout scene in the street is awesome. Oh, yeah. Like, that yeah. is an amazing scene. But as a movie, I didn't, I didn't love it. I thought it was good, but I didn't yeah. love it. I didn't think it, that's on like best movie list a lot. Yeah. Well, I've always, you know, um, regarded your your uh, tastes in films with uh, yeah. some degree of s- suspicion. So yeah, says the guy. <laughs> top film is Under the Silver Lake. Um, <laughs> it's a good movie. It's fine. It's an okay movie. Terrific. Yes. Piano okay. Man scene is amazing. Songwriter is is a great. I actually watched that clip a lot on youtube this is exactly yeah that is a really cool scene wow yeah um but oh real quick so so the 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 organized the the group that held the the alfred hitchcock double feature thing they're they're Mm -hmm. pretty cool they're called the secret movie club and it's it's cool because like their main i guess sounds like it sounds like a lot of underground fondling going on It's, it's not as pervy as I wanted, but secret, it was. It was cool. No, I'm sorry, sorry. That's the super secret movie club. My bad. Oh. <laughs> what was um, that South Park? The Super Friends, or no, not Super Friends. The one with Chef. The Super Adventure Club. There's like the Adventure Club. Uh, and super Adventure Club, which was just pedophiles. Like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I never saw that one. I should mm. check that out. But uh, uh, it's cool because, like, damn it's a bunch of film nerds so they're all into the you know the classic movies and stuff but they they hold they host events several times a week but like it's cool because like their main headquarters i guess it's like um it's in a more industrial warehouse uh, mm. uh type area of downtown la so you go and it's like mm. oh this is all just some shitty little alley and it's kind of out in the middle of nowhere um but then you go inside and it's like the whole floor they have like it's to themselves it's like exposed brick and but it's like really well renovated Ooh, they have a little movie slot <laughs> but the, they 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 uh uh it's just like film posters everywhere they have a little mm-hmm. theater that the seats like 40 people or something and they have like a lounge with like foosball and so, so it's like it's like it's actually cool. you go inside it's like, oh well this is like feels like, like an like, underground who pays club. for this i have no idea they it didn't seem that popular i don't know like if they're being it's like donations or it's like they're just barely scraping by but anyway it was really I mean, cool I, like, I would uh, think any commercial real estate in la would be pricey but yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I could be a again something you could have taken me to when I was there, but didn't. Yeah, well, you know, either you, mm-hmm. you should, you're going to be moving here next month anyway, right? So, uh, absolutely not. <laughs> By the way, uh, are you okay with the uh, flooding and everything? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Luckily, um, yeah, it, it didn't affect our area too much. Um, but uh, yeah, well, that's good. Yeah. I thought about it for a second. I was like, huh, Joe lives in LA. Hope he's all right. And, 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 then, moved, and then I moved on. And he blew your nose. And, and then, then I moved like, on with my day. <laughs> yeah, no, it didn't affect us, uh, the, the area that I'm in. So that's good. Yeah. All right. Anyway. So we have a Nazi jar update. Oh, that's we have right. Another dollar. Uh, let's get this 
And so this is Alexandra or Alejandra Caraballo. She's a uh, alphabet activist, mm-hmm. really um, disingenuous and shitty. She blocked uh, me on Twitter did some she? time ago. Yeah, doesn't surprise me. She's yeah. like she's like really crappy, and yeah. so I don't feel bad at all. I don't feel bad about adding any of these people. They're all like, I don't know what the term would be, public figures, I guess, as far as social media goes. Yeah, yeah. This was on January 11th. Um, the context is that there was a Vice News article, so take that, what it you will, <laughs> about trans people fleeing, quote-unquote, fleeing the country as if, like, they're not allowed to leave, like you don't have to stay here um many this is her so this is her you know quote tweeting it many are uh, i can't read my own handwriting many are making backup plans to flee if things get worse it feels like 1929 berlin um so that's that's what qualifies it for the uh nazi jar i guess that'd be more like holocaust jar whatever you want to say yeah Um, but one obviously it's incredibly offensive first of all you have no idea what it felt like in 1929 berlin yeah Um, you, you have no idea uh and the fact that so the article i did read some of it it's like 30 people throughout the country who just expect to leave and what i find really interesting is that some of them are talking about like the asylum process which i don't yeah. know if you can even even they say they're like we don't know if we can file for asylum in other countries but so many of the comments on this are just like where should we go like poles british columbia portugal brazil it's like i love how they just assume that you just get to move somewhere you just yeah. get to live somewhere else. As like, <laughs> like, like, I always love that about like Westerners and, and the first world. It's always like, oh, well, I'm just going to move here. Like house hunters. It's like, oh, oh. decide you get to just live there. <laughs> and like, you're just welcome with open arms. Like, how do you know they want you there? Like, right. <laughs> I, I think we saw that with the Mexico City thing where people in Mexico City are furious. All these tech people from these like laptop uh class the laptop gentry from california is all moving yeah. to mexico city <laughs> for the cheap for the cheap housing and all yeah. the, now the menus are in english and all the mexico <laughs> city residents are pissed off it's like well, yeah, it goes both ways it's very funny but anyway yeah, yeah. um so yeah to compare anything like that which is just time and again and we won't get into this much time and again all of these stats are one like never given t- context about trans people being in danger the vast majority of the danger comes from their own community at a lot of them it's because they're in sex work where sex workers have always been the most in danger look at every listen to any uh serial killer podcast ever and like the tons of the victims are sex workers and um you know many of these claims are are not it's it's like the covid thing like well did the person die because of covid or did they die with covid there's a huge difference there it's like did this person get a text because they are trans or did they get in a fight and happen to be trans like and, and there's and there's a lot of factors there that of course are never cited and but of course they cite these laws that are like well you can't get gender affirming surgery until you're 18 or something it's like okay yes that's the same thing as as fucking Dachau or whatever like like yeah, same yeah. thing um so anyway that's why uh alexandra which i'm surprised she hasn't been in the nazi jar earlier but she now owes us dollars the nazi jar i messaged her she hasn't gotten back to me but uh, uh, i'll keep well, you posted. stay on that ben yeah i'll, I'll stay on that yeah because yeah. some one that well we have a lot of ious in here but no actual dollars so <laughs> i'm gonna have to the, the collection man's coming the tax man is coming people yeah i know a few bounty hunters we can uh i'll, I'll you know we can start you know, go with christ bro yeah, <laughs> there's, there's a new sheriff in town. <laughs> my dog, the bounty hunter. Oh, uh, there's a new sheriff in town. <laughs> Should I say it again? 
Yeah, please do. Nice. Ow, my fiance, my fiance was like trying to laugh too much. I'm like, but I'm so funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When uh, I back when I had COVID uh, in July, I was uh, uh, I was still like working out, and I think I worked out a little too hard because I had like these chest wall pains yeah. from like I don't know. I was, flexed too hard or some shit mm -hmm. so like not only like it, it hurt to laugh but it also hurt to cough and i was yeah. coughing like non-stop for weeks yeah. so it was, that was that was yeah, it hurts it hurts a lot for me to cough right now but i'm good now i couldn't have done two days ago it was the fucking worst yeah no uh, i was i was not i was not in a good spot but anyway all right let's let's talk about the shit yeah what we got so uh, let's talk about the great family great american family so um least surprising thing ever yeah, I think we've been talking about this a lot on this episode, or excuse yeah. me, on the show, about how this is not surprising at all in the fact that um, the Great American Family is basically like a conservative, for lack of a better term, right? Mm -hmm. It's like a conservative TV channel that mm -hmm. comes, that's birthed after, uh, I'll just read it here, Great American Family was birthed after Hallmark Channel CEO Bill Abbott left the network in 2020 and joined Great American media in order to push back against a new direction taken by its, its former company which began to prioritize uh diversity and inclusion over family-friendly entertainment so like like everything else mm -hmm. um we've said a lot that there i think there's going to be at you know at a minimum a bifurcation of media and like yeah. culture um a lot of people are sick of the constant dei messaging um one i mean we usually say our position is usually like it's just not necessary like culture and media has been and and movies and tv and music has been like the forerunners of this stuff since ever since like how like since ever yeah. um so when you bash people over the head with it it just it, it's it seems so superfluous and unnecessary and right. um alienating uh and and so often like they're it's it's not just the stories themselves that that are are, are pushing this it's it's like they're they're being very upfront about it like you know the, the yeah. creators and the the the, um, the executives behind it so there's a quote here in the article this is by the way from bounding into comics george zara Littis, who's the vice president president of network programming for hallmark media subsidiary crown media family networks told nbc in 2020 Diversity and inclusion is a top priority for us, and we look forward to making some exciting programming announcements in the coming months, including announcements about projects featuring LGBTQ storylines, characters, and actors. So it's like you're telling us straight up, hey, this is pushing a specific side. Like this is pushing a specific, mm -hmm. pro you know, yeah. um, uh, a political idea. Um, so it's, it's, it's not enough to be like, hey, you know, what if we made a film where, if, where the main character happened to be gay? Or what if we featured, you know, where, where it was about black families? Okay, yeah, fine. Go for it. But it's like, now, now you're telling us, we're doing this intentionally. This is, this, yeah. there's a reason for this. And it's like, and, oh, and, and you could get the same result. Just <laughs> It's the same thing with, it's a concept with like Joe Biden and the Supreme Court uh, nomination where he's like, gonna be a black woman. It's like, well, why don't you just nominate a black woman who's like really qualified right? and, right. and then people really won't care nearly as much then you already making that limit and, and passing over other qualified people of other races and genders and, yeah. and just, uh, but you still get the same result. Like, exactly. like, like yeah. you're just pissing off the same people while getting the same result instead of just nominating a black woman or if that person doesn't work out. Like, I don't know, I guess nominate another one or, or whatever, but like coming out saying that it just, 
it makes everyone look shitty. Like it makes that yes. person feel bad. Like, oh, I'm only being selected for my identity, not my merit, my merits. Yes. And um, it makes the uh, selector look stupid, or in this case, the CEO look stupid because it's like, like, well, no, we're not tuning into Hallmark to see, you know, gay couples. We're turning in the Hallmark to see family friendly shows that can include a gay couple maybe not to right. some people right. some people might see a gay couple right away and just turn off the tv and there's always going to be that segment of society i yeah. mean for a while at least still but right. like i think most people wouldn't care yeah. like even you know deep red republic i think a lot of them like don't give a shit if it's still no. about christmas or right, it's still right. about but if you start taking christmas movies and turning them into like holiday movies or whatever yeah. and like yeah. taking that like like that's what people are turning into. And when <clears throat> you take all that away for DEI, one, you're not standing out. You're, you're doing what everyone else is doing. So there's going to be a vacuum, uh, not a vacuum, but there's going to be a, um, an opening for something like this, like the great right. American channel or whatever it's called yeah. to, to um, sweep in and, and, and uh, kind of haul in this whole demographic. Exactly. Um, and we've said this with movies too, with like, Ben Shapiro's channel. I don't know how that's really going, but right, right. Yeah, it's it's um, and you know, it's 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 the fact that this is a top-down creative decision. This isn't like, oh, you know, we, we happen to get some great scripts that that happen to center around yeah. uh, uh you know, gay or LGBTQ or, or or black or Asian or whatever. It's like this is coming from the CEO saying, Hey, let's prioritize stories that focus on yeah. these things. So it's like this is not creator driven. This is this is like executive committee driven. Or, or you know, and obviously we like a creator driven focus, but this is a business. Is this a yeah. viewer driven thing? Mm -hmm. Do viewers want to see? Like, did you find? Did you do market research that yeah. that shows that there's a big um, a big yearning for gay couples and Hallmark, Hallmark movies? If there are, then grit, then make them. Like that's a sure. business decision, not yeah. caving to activist decision, not like right. doing what a, a, a sponsor wants you to do, which also is kind of a business decision. But yeah. like there, like that, I think is a lot less because that's what Great American movies. I, what, I keep forgetting the fucking name. What is Great it? American Family? Great American Family. That's what yeah. Great American Family is doing. They're saying yeah. there's a a market for basically what Hallmark used to be. Yeah. Um, Hallmark's incredibly popular, by the way. I didn't realize that. My sister loves them. I actually, one of the gifts I got her was some big blanket that says, this is my Hallmark movie watching. <laughs> like it's, a, it is a whole thing. It's, it's yeah. um, guilty pleasure, enjoying the holidays, like uh, a, like a chicken noodle soup of the soul type viewing yeah. that people don't want the same shit that they're, that they're seeing on their Netflix splash screen. Right, um, right. Which actually Netflix has taken a step back from all that because of business. Like, it's just yeah. not working. People are tired of it. They get it naturally as it should come yeah. with diverse creators because there's tons of diverse creators because there always has been. Um, and uh, you're right. So, like, yes, it's top down, which is the dumbest way to do this yeah. um, because you you become captured by the ideology of like, a handful of people who it's really not like it's really not their ideology. If it's profitable, they'll mm. do it. I like to see if then it's still if Hallmark's still profitable, if a huge yeah. chunk of their viewership leaves to go to this. Yeah. You know, I bet you if they were to do a survey, like they might get like swamped with um, you know, recommendations for yeah, we want more LGBTQ content, right? But mm -hmm. like, okay, but like this is all coming from the 18 to 25 demographic. 
And the 18 to 25 demographic only makes up about 2% of our overall viewership. Yeah. So it's just like, where it's like the rest of the people don't really care one way or the other. It's yeah, that, like, that's I, called market research. That's like yeah, what you're yeah. supposed to do. Right. Um, and because that's what Great American Family did here. They have this yeah. market research. I mean, it's all growth and they're obviously going to have a lot of growth because yeah. they just started. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if people just want this like same kind of the same kind of stuff they've been seeing. And while I don't agree, that should be like, we're not going to have any program same sex couples. It, right. uh, I don't know. I, I So for me, it goes both ways. It should be like, well, what makes the best story? Does it make sense to have one here? Is there, would there be a, a smart business decision to have it sometimes yeah, to, yeah. to have mixed race, to have a Latino episode, like whatever, like just, I, I just never think, the demographic should really be the focus. Right, then again, right. what's, and I think that goes both ways. Does the, de do the demographics of the viewers want total diversity all the time? And they really don't give a shit about story or acting or anything like that. They just want to see diverse faces on the screen no. or do they not care at all? And that's all they think about. In which case you could just continue to have, you know, the white suburbs of Nashville be the setting for every story and, and have, you know, the husband, wife, and three kids in their McMansion in the cul-de-sac. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't care. But but it shouldn't be either decision like, okay, this is it. Like, it shouldn't be made on identity. Exactly. So so that is that is a concern that I have with these more um, um, conservative platforms that have been emerging, um, where it's like, uh, and, you know, I, I know very little about Great American Family, so I, I don't know exactly which you know what, what you know the content looks like. Um, yeah. But that is sort of the thing where it's like, okay, that's that's fine if you want to. I have no problems if you want to cater to an audience that that feels left behind by by the entertainment industry. But mm -hmm. is it going to be reactionary in nature? Or is it going to be kind? Of, we're we're going to do the exact opposite. We're going to show like traditional white families. Or yeah. it's like. Mm. Uh, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not accusing them of that. Uh, but that is a concern that I have where well, it's like, we're just going to do the exact opposite. It sounds like they're kind of saying like, no, we're just doing what we, all, we used to do exactly, yeah. and just not changing. Um, which again, if it's profitable, like they should be allowed to do that. Just like yeah. another, you know, uh, a streaming service could have only, diverse or, or non-white actors and if like that's what people tune into and see and they stay and watch mm. and it makes business sense fine like i, I don't i don't care yeah in, in the end all of this is a business um right. i'm not really coming to these places anyway for like for uh style or or really plot or anything like that uh, some shows i do but i don't really watch a lot of tv anyway yeah like i i watch a ton of movies and yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like a lot of these shows now are solely for like there's they're like very categorical. There's like the wine mom shows, like the girl boss shows. Yeah. There's the uh, teenage drama shows where there's always going to be a diverse cast, which is yeah. like you look at most high schools, their friends are not diverse, maybe yeah. more now. <laughs> I do see a little more of that now in the city, but I feel like kids hang out with who they're around and if schools aren't diverse, which a lot of schools are not. Yeah. Like it's normal for all the black kids to hang out together and all the white kids to hang out together. Yeah. And, like yeah. girls don't hang out with girls and not have like the Asian kid in a wheelchair with the trans white girl and the, <laughs> and the, and the black kid with the single, like I just, that's not very realistic. That's what every show, every show is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, 
Yeah. So, so the article talks about that. There's been some backlash against this, but it, it's it's so funny because expected. Um, yeah. Not only is it is it expected, it's also um, like so. Whenever you know non woke people complain about um, uh, the push for diversity and inclusion mm-hmm. in, in in entertainment, then wokies will say, "Well, go start your own platform." Then, so then they go, "Okay, fine, we're gonna start our own platform." And then, like, yeah. how dare you start your own platform? Yeah. yeah well. <laughs> so, well, that's yes. And that and that and that argument has been that was I, I call that like a pre parlor argument. Like that's what happened with parlor was yeah. go make your own Twitter. And they did. And then they shut that down. And it's yeah. like, OK, so that argue, that argument is never legitimate. Right. Um, right. Because that is what's happening. And I mean, to be honest, that was why like that argument goes all the way back to segregationists, both black and white. Malcolm X and the KKK got along. They had an understanding. Because they said, no, we just don't like, let's not intermix. Let's yeah, not yeah. get around each other. And there were like group, I, I, there was a group in Texas, like a white group who was like, we don't care. Like, we don't want to do harm to any black people. We want to do harm to anyone. But like, no, we're going to live in our only white society in these trailers yeah. or whatever, in these, you know, prefab homes or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and, and And that's kind of where culture is going, but not on a on race or religion um model but in like a politics yeah like like a red blue uh, i think there's gonna be i mean they tried to do a non-woke bank or whatever but that failed Mm -hmm. um but that i think that's just gonna happen again there's gonna be banking there's gonna be um uh i don't know like clubs like like channels you know tv channels or uh streaming services uh, there's going to be movie studios. Uh, that's just the way. And, and some of that's good because it's decentralizing. So it gives yeah. other people a lot of, because that used to not be a thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I think most of this, both sides, if it's just not the focus, I don't, I don't think it's a big deal. And right. I think it was the left wing who started it with, you know, Oscar. So white, everything anti, and it was like such where it was like the Oscars, the Hollywood, they, they, Sydney Poitier won an Oscar in like the sixties. Yeah. yeah. Like, um, and, and there's a, a black woman who won an Oscar way before that. I think she's playing a pretty racist character, but like yeah. way before that, um, uh, you know, they've been at the music has been at the forefront of these things movies. So it's like, what are we, it almost feels forced because people need a, a reason. Like they need a, um, a motive now. And because life has gotten really, really good in this sense for a lot of people, shitty in yeah. other ways, but sure. in this sense, it, it's finding your own problems. It's why yes. gay right groups can totally transition to trans rights because gay rights were like pretty much solved for the most part in most yeah. vast majority of places after gay marriage. And um, so it's like, you, you always need that purpose and yeah. And that's what they're doing. Uh, and that's what they're doing now. And I do think there's that reactionary side too, from the right wing. Um, no. where that becomes kind of like finding it in every single thing. Like if you're going to find kind of like, if you're going to find racism and everything, if you're going to find crits and everything, well, you're, you're going to find it. Right. Right. Exactly. I, I've, I've definitely encountered some more cons- reactionary conservative types where we'll be talking about like a movie or, or a TV show that's about to come out. But yeah, but they put a black guy in the lead of that. And there's like, okay, but you know, like this, I've only seen the trailer. It doesn't seem forced. I let, let let's see how it plays out yeah. first. I didn't hear anything 
like so so it's like like just because you see a diverse character in a in the lead doesn't automatically mean that it was because of diversity and inclusion like let's not freak out over yeah, every single so, time yeah sometimes so. they are the best option too like, yeah, like a exactly. lot of times like i i you know we we've never shied away from that i mean yeah that'd be ridiculous um so yeah i i see that side too where yeah. there is a contingent of people who it's their their motive and purpose in life is to find the groomers and everything to find the uh wokeness and everything where it's like dude like you're forcing it here like yeah. like and it take it's the same crying wolf concept it's like i'm not going to take you seriously if in this it's like no yeah like you said no this is just like a diverse cast like this is just um you know and it makes sense where it doesn't make sense will be like well how come you know how come there weren't more black people in dunkirk like yeah. well, because there weren't <laughs> fucking black soldiers in the army you asshole like because yeah, like exactly, statistically yeah. that didn't exist like why weren't uh, there female soldiers in world war ii it's yeah like, <laughs> there aren't female soldiers now like yeah, exactly. you can see combat like did that change that might change recently but um anyway yeah so to wrap this up, I think this is not surprising at all. I'm, yeah. That's why I'm glad you sent this because I do think this is the way that it's going. Yeah. Um, I think it's really, really, really dumb for CEOs like Zakaitis or whatever here, some some yeah. Greek guy, to yeah. come out and say like, no, this is what we're going to push because I, I don't think you're going to – I think you're only going to shed viewership saying that stuff. Yeah. I really don't think you're going to gain that many, at least not to offset it. Yeah, it's crazy that they think diversity and inclusion are are end goals, like in and of themselves. Yeah. Those those are the virtues of storytelling. So so to to kind of tangent off this real quick, I'm writing an article about uh, Marvel Studios. Um, so after Avengers Endgame came out, people were kind of wondering, oh, like what's going to be like the next big arc? Who's next? The next big mm -hmm. bad guy or whatever. And so I was reading an interview with the casting director for for marvel studios she, she, she's worked on, on a lot of M mcu uh, movies and she goes yeah so after avengers endgame came out we were just kind of sitting there going like oh so what's the next big thing like what's the what's the thing and, and what i was thinking was more diversity more representation and it's not like not more characters not more stories not more this not more risk it's like more diverse just diversity is a good is, is a good storytelling yep. tool. just diversity we're gonna do it, it all again but yeah. they're all gay this time exactly <laughs> exactly it's not like, oh we're gonna take this classic story from the comics yeah. and we're gonna do an adaptation of that it's like no just diversity with that it, that'll be good for storytelling that's what people want and it's, it was just so bizarre so it's just like didn't um didn't kumail nanjiani come out and say like it's actually kind of racist that they won't cast more people of color as villains like we can't be villains like did you not i thought you i didn't see that. that or something it's something like that it's like yeah. it's almost it's one of those things where it's very typical like white people thinking they're doing the right thing but actually yeah. like being super racist right like, right like liberals like white liberals doing that it's like no we want to be villains like villains are some of the coolest characters yeah like yeah. people love people love darth vader they love um i can't name another villain off the top of my head right now but like Villains make awesome characters. People yeah. love to be villains. People make their careers being villains. And you're saying, like, we can't be? Like, I didn't read the whole thing, but that was the gist of it. Yeah. It's like, oh, no, like, we have to always be the heroes <laughs> and not the villains. Which I do think, I gave Black Panther a lot of credit for that. Because Black Panther starts where it's like, oh, okay, of course, the white South African guy is going to be the villain. It's like, well, he dies pretty quickly. And then the villain's Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, yeah. And like, I thought that was really cool and surprising. Yeah, um, yeah. 
but I guess that's an exception. I don't watch Marvel really. Like I've seen right. a handful of them. I yeah. don't know the last one I saw. So I don't know like who's what. I I, I can't watch more. I, I can't do it anymore. Yeah. I don't know. It, it, it overloaded me. And I'd yeah. even watch the movies. Just the media overloaded me. I don't need yeah, to see yeah. another person with energy shooting out of their hand in a cape. Like I just don't need to see it. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I, I think that's a good. And I like people like, non, like Kumail coming out and saying that. Like, yeah. like, no, we, we want to be villains. Like we like, no, we don't want to be called Latinx. Like you just say Latina or Latina, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it, the, the, the woke ideology just, it, it just eats itself. Like it's just designed to eat itself and they don't even realize oh, yeah. like, <laughs> well, like yeah, it, the, the problem um, cost for itself. Yeah. Well, that's why I say it's, it's alienating. Cause it's yeah. never, there's never a, um, like a content point, like a contention, not contention point, but like they're never content. It's never like, oh, okay, yeah. we did it. Like we're diverse now. We're good. It's always, well, it was this. Now it's this. Now it's yeah. this letter on the LGBTQ. Now no. it's this group. Um, now this has to be diverse. It's never. Uh, so it's like you always think you're caught up and then you're not using the right term. Like we went over last episode. Now it's, you know, the, um, the foot unable to operate instead of like, disabled or something like right like, right so um but it, it's yes that it's kind of like the snake eating itself it, it always and yeah. it'll just continue to do that until it alienates enough people and then it, i mean it has lost a lot of steam yeah that's yeah. without a doubt um i think and i think while it's definitely like propelled by the younger generation a lot of them are also really turned off to it because they see their dumb millennial parents like, yeah. into it it's like what's lamer than that whatever your parents are doing yeah it's like your 46 year old mom who's watching msnbc and talking about dei and joy reed and all that shit and then like the 13 year old's like oh i don't i don't want to deal with that like clicks on you know ben shapiro yeah um Eric Weinstein, the brother of Brett Weinstein, he, he he was talking about this. I can't remember which podcast appearance this was, but he, th th there's this. Um, I can't remember the term because it, it was like a mathematical term. It was, I think, it was um, something ad infinitum. It was uh, hmm, insanity know. ad infinitum. It, but basically, in, in, in mathematical terms, it's, it it means like um, when when a mathematician comes up with an equation it's like okay like i i think your equation isn't going to go anywhere but but go for it just just play it all out like fill out the whole fucking chalkboard with this equation yeah. and watch you're gonna end up right back where you start like just go fucking go for it like i don't like, okay go ahead. and so he he pledged it to wokeness like okay yeah let's let's just um enforce every single diversity inclusion and, and equity mm -hmm. proposal every and and then yeah let's see where that goes like let's just let, 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 and, and then hopefully that'll just like run itself out so we see, see how just self-destructive it is um I think so, that happened in the 60s. Like, I think that's, hmm. and I heard something recently, like we had a, a 20 to 30 year backlash to the 60s. I yeah, mean, yeah. 70s were a shit show. I mean, yeah. 70s were the hangover of the 60s. Yeah. And the 80s and 90s, even the Democrat parts of that time were like not really liberal, right, like, like right. neoliberal, but not like traditionally liberal, like the 60s, like the yeah. progressive social liberalism, really. Yeah, we had the blue, and, the blue dog Democrats in the 90s. Yeah, the new Democrats. Yeah, the blue dog Democrats. Um, they were they were they would be considered conservatives in a lot of countries. And yeah. it's yeah. like we had this backlash to that craziness. And I think we're seeing that now. Um, I think it came back and a lot of culture is cyclical. Um, but I think we're already in 
the the uh the backlash and the what's it called um uh not not reapportionment but um realignment yeah kind of like a realignment well definitely a realignment but like uh uh a redirection i don't know i can't mm. think of the term right now but yeah. and i think it's gonna last because i think people are sick of it i think yeah. it might go back to um i mean i, I don't know I, maybe i'm being too optimistic which is rare for me yeah uh but i think people are really tired of it um yeah. i think we're gonna see a lot less of the pronoun shit mm. and the uh language police i really hope that's that was our message last episode is to like tear the shit out by the root yeah um yeah. and like stanford you know they retracted whatever that was yeah but then it'll come back like that's the thing it will come back yeah. um honestly and i i kind of hate to say this but like the republicans when they get in power again it will be a backlash like you won't i i think people are tired of just seeing like the trans activists put in this position in the cabinet because that's what they are instead of what they've done yeah and um you know this really kind of lazy diversity bullshit that's just the most superficial uh identitarian crap that you know when life is good people will go along with that stuff like yeah. i think a, a lot of republicans didn't fight the culture wars because life was good for them in yeah. a lot of ways right uh they controlled all of the corporations and a lot of the money and they were much more the party of ben but then when you have the corporations start putting up banners and, and <laughs> banning people. It's like, all right, well, you pissed off the wrong people. Right. And um, I, I do think that there's that and there's definitely a realignment, but there is going to be this cultural backlash where people are like, no, we're not doing this again. Like yeah. we saw it, we saw its pinnacle in 2020, the hangover in 2021, I think by 2023, like I really do. I, th I think, I think people are done with it for the most part and it's going to slowly recede. Um, you saw it with Netflix has even come out and said things like we're not, like they're not just shelling out money to whatever the next yeah. diverse cast is just because like, no, we need more than that. We need market research and profitability and story. And the, the new CEO of Disney even said something like, yeah, we're, we're going to focus less on politics or something like that, or, or less politically driven. Um, Did he say that? Bob? Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is just a few months ago. Uh, well, he came back. He was the CEO when he came back, yeah. right? Yeah, because I think and, it was Chase, Chasek or Ch Chase. I don't know. I can't remember. Yeah. But yeah, I, I like how he kind of admitted, like, yeah, we've been kind of going into a very political direction for a while now. Well, so so let's talk about that. That's yeah. a good example. Okay, Buzz Lightyear, right? Yeah. Um, there's something gay about that, right? Didn't something gay happen? I think yeah, I think there was a lesbian kiss or something in that. Was it a lesbian kiss? I think so. I think so. Buzz Lightyear sex. wasn't gay. Uh, I don't think he was gay. I think there there was a side character that was that was a lesbian. So that's not even like so. I was that an example of like kind of the conservatives being a little, a little too. I much? think so. I haven't seen it, but I have a yeah. friend who saw it, and he's pretty anti woke. But he, he thought he enjoyed Lightyear, and he goes, "Yeah, yeah." I thought it was like people were making a big deal about that. It, it, it I barely noticed it. So that could have yeah. been more of a conservative overreaction. And and I'm I am also a believer though of like I do think culture in some way should reflect uh, the culture like that's not a good yeah. way to say that i think the art should reflect the culture in, in a lot of ways and like if kids are seeing more gay and lesbian parents of their mm. friends or their parents are gay and lesbian, like yeah, yeah so my closest friends here is a lesbian couple and they have two babies and yeah you know like like i don't think there's anything wrong with having yeah. lesbian parents in a pixar movie right yeah. like it, the thing is them come out coming out and saying like in the next Pixar movie, all the parents are going to be lesbians. It's yes. like, okay, well, like, 
okay do does that need to happen or do you have to say that or whatever it's like yeah no but just like having like i think if you don't draw attention to it and talk about how great it is and how um you know uh a needle like like pushing the envelope it is and this is our like like that like that to me as someone who wasn't going to see light year i don't know when i'll see it if ever it's like that's all I took from that movie. Yes. Was that there was something gay happened. I honestly thought Buzz Lightyear was like having a threesome with two dudes or something. <laughs> like from, from the way it was covered. And yeah, maybe yeah. that was the right. Maybe that was the conservatives being nuts about it. Yes. Yeah. Um, or, or maybe it's both. Maybe they, they feed off each other. It is kind yeah. of like a, a um, they're uh, what's the term I'm looking for? Codependent. They're, yes. they're like in ways it can be very codependent where one side is saying, how great it is for all the diversity things, even if all the DEI stuff, even if it's really not that big to begin with and the right kind of eating it up and falling for it in a way. Exactly. Um, And I think that comes from the right over, that's the word for overcorrecting where they didn't give a shit for so long outside of abortion. That was like the one culture war thing they've been fighting since the seventies, but really outside of abortion. Um, I think they are overcorrecting culturally because they, they sat on the sidelines during so much of the culture war shit. They bought into this whole, Oh, we'll just be on the campuses. Don't worry. Well, those kids, I mean, a lot of them graduated and went into academia and then they're teaching at the campuses and they're teaching in the public schools and the, and some of them are, and they're going into corporate jobs yes, and into the, the, H, and in the HR departments. And, yeah. yeah and, and tech became huge starting in the late nineties. Um, and there's no surprise. You look at donors, like 98% of donations from twitter employees went to biden mm-hmm. and the and like even the 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 most um even i guess you would say for like a better term was like oracle and that was like still two-thirds biden yeah, uh, yeah. so like there's no it's not even close that there's any sort of conservative like parody there yeah um yeah. so i think the conservatives were like oh shit like we need to fight back like we right. need to get on top of this stuff yeah yeah i mean i'm i'm always optimistic um even when it's something seems... that's dumb <laughs> well i mean you know it, 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 we've talked about this to, to, to varying degrees um in numerous episodes mm-hmm. where it's like yeah you know we can't we we, we we can't um bring about like actual reason and rationality to the culture if, if we're just kind of give up and be like yeah we should just it's like no like you know i, I think that like you said th- th- this is reaching the mainstream now in, a, in ways that i didn't you know before a couple of years ago yeah. Um, you know, they, and I've mentioned before, like my parents now, a couple of years ago, they would not have known like, who, who the heck is, is this person getting canceled? Like, they, they would, but now they're like, Hey, oh why God, did this, dude. why, why did this, this, per, this comedian get canceled? Me Isn't that, too. That's dumb. So it's like, I have, I have people like my dad using terms like cancel culture. I'm like, you wouldn't know what that was in <laughs> <Yeah>. 2019, <laughs> but like, you wouldn't know. Like, yeah. and, and I get it because it was all over like the NFL and shit. And it's yeah. like, end racism. It's like, okay, NFL, what have you done to end racism? Yeah, yeah is that even possible to just end racism like yeah. and if that was like the most minute of it it was all of this stuff that like became and it's really i think it's such a disservice to the american people is how yeah. political everything became yeah. and i really i like i really resent so many parts of our cult and, and i think part of it was the republicans fault mm. by after Citizens United, the 2009 court case that basically turned corporations into people that said mm-hmm. corporations can donate where when you combine that. And, and if you notice like 2009, that's kind of the 
ascent of Twitter. Like Twitter was like 2007, I think, 2009 into the two that, I mean, I got on Twitter like 2011 where Hobby Lobby, which was a conservative one or um, Wendy's or, or Microsoft or whatever, like they had literal voices now in print on social media. Yeah. And then when you combine that with the fact that they can donate to political campaigns, they're, they're going to act like people. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, and when you do that, you have like the new, the New Jersey devils, the hockey team I follow tweeting about Kyle fucking Rittenhouse. Yeah. yeah. Like, what are you talking about? Make the playoffs. I don't give a shit. (laughs) You have to say about Kyle Rittenhouse. Yeah. Yeah. And it blows my mind in every, you have chip, you have cookie companies, you have chips ahoy tweeting about Georgia voting rights. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, it is so unhealthy for our culture that smart businesses would just say, no, we're just going to provide our product or our service. Yeah, yeah, and, and I, I, I really think it broke so many people. It did, yeah, yeah, but um, things aren't doing so well in the Golden Globes, <laughs> dude. I don't give two shits about the Golden Globes. I know. I, I, I it wasn't even like, no. And I said, I'm, I said I want to discuss this article, but as I, I don't, I, the Golden Globes are considered a joke in the industry. Um, yeah, yeah, it's just a big party where everyone gets wasted. I know my friend texted me. He's like, "Did you see? Uh, is it Millie Alcott or, or one of the girls from one of the women from the Game of Thrones? Mm. She was like really high or drunk." I'm like, "Yeah, they all are. Like, it's the Golden Globes. They don't give a shit." I only liked him when uh, Ricky Gervais yeah. was the host. He was well, so his, fucking killer, man. <laughs> his monologue was amazing. That one I stole. That's another YouTube video. I just go back and watch sometimes where yeah, he's like, yeah. it's like, no one gives a shit. You have to see you have nothing in common with any of the American people. Come up here, get your little award and get the fuck off the stage. <laughs> <laughs> Most of you are have less are, are less educated than Greta Thunberg. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's just ripping on everyone. That, he's ripping on Tim Cook, who's in the audience saying like, talk about slave labor in, in, in Asia. Yeah. And uh, uh, some of them are funny, like just Leo's girlfriend and like how he yeah. dates such younger women. And oh, it's really, really good. I read uh, an article. It was after that, that particular one. So this is about two or three years ago, I think. Um, yeah. But uh, uh, I I wrote an article on Medium about this, just, like um, mostly about the response to, to Ricky Gervais's speech, because like, it, you know, the, the, the whole media was upset. They were all up in arms about it. But this is when we were. So this is this is when Trump was still president. So, yeah, yeah. He, he we were almost on the brink of war with some country or something. There was some kind of skirmish that was kind of happening around that time. So mm-hmm. but 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 like I remember one of the articles was talking about. You know, like how inappropriate Ricky Gervais's speech was or how inappropriate his monologue was, because, you know, yeah. uh, right now it's a very dark time for Americans because, you know, we're on the brink of war and because, you know, uh, there's there's global warming and and there's this. And that. It's like it's the fucking jo- first. Like, like if you guys were that worried about all, all the problems of the world, you would not be dressing up in your million dollar suits and your, and your dresses and having a big party no, for yourselves. Like, the, uh, like this, this writer, whoever wrote this article is the. It's, yeah. The opposite, what we want, what everyone wants, if it was true that we were on the brink of some war, which I don't think we were, not not yeah. realistically, like we, that we have no control over, right? Because a handful of people control whether they go to war or not. Um, we want a distraction. Yeah, exactly. We don't want every 
recipient of a Golden Globe to get up there and talk about geopolitics. Yeah, yeah. Like we don't give a shit, like because they don't know anything. Mm. They have no idea. So we want them to talk about their movie where they're in a cape flying fucking around the sky shooting laser beams out of their hands like that's what the people want so like i I know and that's just so typical journalizing um about you know just like having no like having no pulse no finger on the pulse of like the public yeah saying like oh no we want ricky gervais to talk about global warming it's like the last thing on the planet i ever want is for a celebrity to talk about climate change like, I don't want that for a second. Yeah. I would like, I like listen to a scientist talk about it, but not a movie star or a comedian or a director or anyone like that. Real quick. I, I actually pulled up. Uh, so this was in the Los <laughs> Angeles times. Ow. And, and so mm-hmm. I, I, <laughs> um, <There's a> cough. <laughs> um, I, I pulled up the, the quote where, where they're upset by, by Gervais's edgy monologue, but at the Beverly Hilton, where the three-hour-plus ceremony took place, the mood was already sober thanks to an impeachment, the threat of war with Iran, and devastating brush fires in Australia. So it's like, how dare a comedian make jokes during this time? First of all, I don't give a shit what's going on in Australia, ever. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. <laughs> we were now on the brink of war with Iran. We we oh. drone-struck one of their generals, which I was not for, I don't think was cool. Right. No, we were on the brink of war with Iran. First of all, we would have fucking annihilated them. Like they don't have nuclear weapons, so that wouldn't have been much of a war um, if we if we really wanted to. Um, and what was the other one? Uh, brush fires. Uh, oh, an impeachment. Oh, yeah, no one gives a shit about that. The last thing anyone needed was for the smirking master of ceremonies to reprimand them for having hope or taunt the room for trying to use their influence to change things for the better, because that's what what's caused real change uh, in this in this world. It's it was celebrities. <laughs> well, the L.A. Times is a trash rag that oh, yeah. should be defunct but yeah, no. um, i don't know I, I don't have very high standards for the west coast anyway but uh, well, why. <laughs> <laughs> all right so anyway the golden globes uh, so this article in the hollywood reporter you yeah. know it celebrates all of the diversity yada yada i think some of it very merited um everything everywhere all at once was a really good movie not my top of the year but definitely mm-hmm. top probably right now 20? definitely top now <laughs> top probably three or four okay I've heard nothing but great things about it, even from my my right wing friends who hate diversity. They're like, that was actually a really good movie. So, well, I don't. Um, yeah. yeah, and and I don't think any like I I watched the most like di- I watch tons of diverse. I watched so many foreign films, yeah. and some of the best ones I've seen are from like Iran, Lebanon, Silver Lake. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like I've watched great movies from all over the world. Yeah, um, uh, I lost my train of thought. But anyway, um, uh, everything you threw me off with that silver. Like <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Yeah, right wing. Like, like, yeah, like, no, no, you shouldn't. I, I don't think that if right wing people go are going into stuff being like, oh well, this like it's already going to suck because it's diverse. Like, I think that's wrong too. Like, yeah. you should not be doing that. Of course, at no. all. No. Um, this one's and, got Orientals in it. <laughs> not for me. <laughs> um, it's a great, it's a, it's a really, it's a great movie. It's really, uh, really fun and interesting. Uh, it's an exception to, I think I tweeted recently. I never, ever need to hear the word metaverse again, multiverse. like in my life. Multiverse. That was it. Multiverse. Um, this is the whole thing is the multiverse and it's actually like, well done. I enjoy it. It's not just, uh, 
pretext to kill off a character, but then bring them back like Marvel does. Yeah. Like, oh, this character's dead. Except that over here. And he's yeah. back. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, that just ruins the whole like sentimentality of it. But anyway. Um, yeah, everywhere else, I think right now would be my fourth movie. New movie is really good. I, mm-hmm. I want to get back to this. You should watch Vengeance. Which one's that? It's BJ Novak's movie. Oh, okay. It's it's really really good. I think it, it's culturally poignant. It, um, it kind of it has jabs at both like coastal elites and like middle America that okay. I think are really well done and not um, unfair, like very fair. And yeah. it's also a really interesting movie. Hmm. Um, uh, I I was actually really surprised with how good it was. I thought yeah. it was going to be like very average. It was really I think it's like my top three movie right now. Okay. After Banshees of Inisherin and All Quiet on the Western Front, I yeah. think everything everywhere all at once will probably be fourth right now. I haven't rated Vengeance yet, um, exactly where I haven't written it yet, but it, it's up there. But so I highly recommend that. Anyway, right. so so uh, do you want to say anything about this article? That's not you know it, it celebrates all this shit, talks about the history of the Golden Globes. Which I don't give a shit about like why they got in trouble. Um, basically, they know black people in their uh, in their what's it called? Who votes? Yeah. Um, So I just want to read this this paragraph real quick. Okay. So after a timeout, the 80th Golden Globes turned to television on Tuesday night, um, having been voted on by the HFPA's 96 current members, six of them black, mm, and 130 non-member voters. How did these changes in the voting body affect the results? It's impossible to say for sure, but despite a fairly diverse array of presenters, a black host who was not shy about conjecturing why he was invited, and just over a handful of winners from systemically excluded backgrounds, the final two winners of the night featured all white groups uh, of people taking the stage for Best Musical Comedy Motion Picture and the Best Drama Motion Picture, The Fablemans. Um, so yeah, that's the thing. Like, oh, it's never good enough. Like, you can never part. be yeah. diverse enough. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Never. God forbid a movie about 1920s Ireland is all white. Like, no. <laughs> which is the Banshees of Inisherin, which is a, a, my top movie of the year. I think it's fucking awesome. I actually think it's the best. I said it's the best new movie I've seen since parasite like movie that mm. came out yeah. like not a movie I, like i watched the hunt but that's from like 2012 but i yeah. watched that like a couple of years ago which was awesome or last year two years ago um that i gave a very high rating but like movie that came out that year banshees is after parasite for best like new release i saw um it's amazing but yeah of course no it's never good enough and that, that's the thing like this is again the white the the i said the white the left <laughs> the liberal side <laughs> The liberal side of it of, of like no it's never good enough like oh it doesn't matter that we had a black host that we added uh black black voters to this that it was you know all these asian all these asian actors won awards like god forbid that there are two groups of what because that's what it was because banshees is a historical drama yeah uh, a certain time period it's during the irish civil war of the 1920s i believe because there was the revolution in the 19 teens against the british and then the factions went against each other in the 20s so that's what it's that's the backdrop of it and the little island off of ireland i can't think of a whiter place in the world than a island off of the island of ireland in the 1920s like like that that is the whitest place that could ever exist um and then the fablemans which is about spielberg spielberg yeah which i haven't seen that one have you seen it no, I haven't. I, I will. It's a movie yeah. we're making movies, which I know you know it's trite to say now, but uh, the Academy loves. Um, I've heard it's really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, David Lynch is in it. Is he? 
Yeah, he plays as John himself? Ford. No, he plays he oh. plays a director, John Ford, in that one, I think. Okay, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll have it on my list to see. I'm not against it, but it's not something I'm like rushing to watch either. Yeah, um, no. But yeah, it's about so like who did Steven Spielberg interact with? What neighbor did he grow up with? Didn't he grow up in like Arizona or something? I think so. Yeah. Like I, I would have thought. I don't know. I'm being maybe stereotypical. I thought he was pretty from like New York or LA. Like just said like a like coastal Jew, but I guess not. Um, which is just statistically common. Um, I, you don't really think Arizona when you think Jewish film kids who grew up to be film directors, but um, anyway, so yeah, of course, yeah, never good enough. I, I, I don't really give a shit about a lot of this. I wanted to come to the bottom here where I want to read this part. Hmm. So remember this whole thing's about race, right? Race, race, race. Guillermo del Toro, who received best animated film for his Pinocchio film was the only Latino winner at the 2023. Uh, hey, they did use Latino to their credit. Winner at the 2023 Golden Globes. Although House of the Dragon season one showrunner Miguel Sapochnik, who is of Argentine descent, accepted best drama series on behalf of the show. This is why race is dumb and yeah. stupid. Have you ever seen a picture of Guillermo del Toro? Yeah. If I told you his name was like Matt Johnson from Wichita, Kansas, you would yeah. believe me. He's yeah. like a big white guy with blue eyes. Yeah, yeah. He Because you know what? There are some Mexicans who are big and white with blue eyes because yeah. it's a big country with a di with diverse people. Like yeah. Louis C.K. is Mexican, partly yeah. because not everyone who left Europe came to America. Some went to Canada, some went to Argentina, which I'm going to get to, some went to Brazil, some went to Mexico. Yeah. So yeah. Louis' dad is, or like grandparents, like Hungarian and part Mexican and everyone mixes together because that's what the new world was. Right. Um, and... Again, so Argentine, Sapochnik. I guarantee you it has a Jewish name. Like, yeah. like lots of lots of uh Argentina it are it's extremely white. There's an article about why aren't there more black players on Argentina's national soccer team? Because there aren't <laughs> yeah. a lot of black people in Argentina. Go figure. Um yeah. and and they have names that are like Guillermo, like there's literally, I'm not making this name up. I remember reading this political writer in college, Guillermo O'Donnell. <laughs> and, and 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 a lot of them have Italian names. The stereotype was always Argentinians are Italians who speak Spanish, who think they're British. Like yeah. that was a thing I'd heard growing up. Um, I went to high school with a Jewish Argentinian kid. Uh, I, I won't. Uh, his last name was Weichelbaum, but he had a Spanish first name. Yeah. Um, it was very, very. Con so like they're different than because their first language is Spanish. Mm. Then anyone out like then a white kid from South Carolina, like, like a white director from LA who yeah. like, well, I don't get it. Like, what do you mean there like, in Mexico? If Guillermo del Toro went to Nigeria, he would be white. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like he wouldn't be considered anything else. So what is Latino? Like, what is this shit? This is why this shit is so dumb. Miguel yeah. Sapochnik has a Jewish last name. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to look him up right now. I think I know who he is. So watch out to the dragon. Like he just looks like a white guy. Hmm. So why is that any different? And, and this, that's why, again, and this is one of those things that like, this is why race and all this stuff is so dumb to highlight, to highlight culture, to highlight backgrounds for like artistic reasons. Like, okay, well, what is it about Guillermo del Toro's background that makes him create these whimsical, horrific creatures or something like that? Right. Not, oh, well, he's Latino. Well, guess what? In Mexico, no. Guillermo del Toro, like, like we Roma won an Oscar. That was about the racial and hierarchical differences in Mexico. Yeah, the more yeah. white family hiring the more 
native indigenous people to work the help. And that was the di dichotomy there. Yeah, it's um this whole article, it's it's not commenting on the quality of the of, the, of those who were nominated um, and, and those who won. It's it's just a quota. It's just yeah. Um, oh, by the way, this this actor is is only the, the, the first actor to blah, blah, blah. Oh, here's here's the the, the, the second trans actor to be nominated. It's like it's just yeah. category. It's categorizing the you could the, go by paragraph by paragraph and just pick out white, black, LGBTQ, a plus. If this trans. was an article saying, you know, uh, this this film should not have been nominated because, you know, it wasn't as good as this other film that should have been nominated or this TV show. Yeah. Everyone thought that it was going to get nominated, but it didn't. Like, what's up with that? It's like, OK, like you're, you're commenting on the quality of, of the choices. OK, like that's cool. Like, but yeah. when it's, it's, it's focusing on the the uh, immutable aspects, mm -hmm. uh, the immutable characteristics of the creators yeah. and nothing else. Yeah. And in, and in a very dumb and um, in off like an authentic way, like yeah. in, a, in a way that's not sensical where right. it wasn't like, like an argument could be made. Let's say there were 10 great movies made this year. Right. Yeah. And there were five categories for best picture and all five that were nominated were, were like all white casts, all white directors, white writers about quote unquote white stories and all the black ones were left out. Okay. Well, there's an argument there. Like, right. well, are all the people voting on this to get these in? Are they overwhelmingly white and they associate more? And that's why these are not like there's legit arguments for things like that. Like there's a conversation there. Right. right. But that's clearly not what's happening. In fact, these groups bend over backwards to make things so diverse and to cross their T's and dot their I's that when then you say, oh, well, there were still at the end two all white groups going up. It's like, OK, then it, it, it's my concept. I know I've said this before, but it's my thing where it's like a few years ago, I remember going out of my way to make sure I always read like a female or a person of color or both book every like second or third or fourth book to make yeah. sure I'm not just reading like quote unquote dead white men. And yeah. I would do that. And I'd be like, okay, I'm going to like, I read uh, a, a Dostoevsky and I read a Philip Ross. So now I'm going to make sure I read like a, a black woman's book or something. Yeah. yeah. Not just because it's a black, but a book that sounds really good to me, but yeah. it is written by a black woman. I'm going to make sure I do that. Because I, that's important to me because I think I should expose myself to all different types of stories. And yeah. then when the whole like, Great Awoken and all of that shit and, and this kind of Hollywood Reporter type article, I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Like yeah. I'm reading whatever I want, which is 10 white guys in a row or 10 trans women, black women in a row. I, I'm, I'm reading whatever it is I want without a care to that, yeah. um, to yeah. care to the identity of the author or of the, the story. I'm only reading alcoholic authors. <laughs> well, there's plenty there. Yellow <laughs> Carver and um, but yeah, I know it's it's um, you know, like we were saying before, it's like they're they're, they're treating diversity and inclusion as like the end, like like their virtues in and of themselves. Um, and, and oh fuck, Feedy, oh, <laughs> right on my fucking stitches, buddy. Uh, um, and I know, and I do really mean that. I really think I'm a good example of someone who like I had the right intentions. Yeah. I, I wanted to read diverse stories. There were some really great books by um, writers I probably wouldn't have read mm. if I wasn't making this conscious choice, right? Yeah. Um, like Americana by uh, Adichie and um, A Parable of the Sower by Octavia Butler and, and yeah. these different books that, you know, I probably, I may have read that because it's a dystopian book, but, um, or, 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 or Tales of the City by Armistead Maupin, this great, he's a gay writer who, who wrote this great book about San Francisco. Um, and because it got so 
in your face, never good enough. Oh, well, why aren't you reading like all women writers then? Like why yeah. it became that kind of shit. And when the GQ article comes out, read this instead of this, instead of if you like this, yeah, yeah. you might also enjoy this. I've talked about that a bunch too. I start yeah. saying, you know what? I'm done. Like, yeah. I don't care anymore. I'm not doing this because it's never enough. And when people feel like whether that's in a relationship or in a job and you're working at something, but it's never good enough, people just go the other way. They just yeah, exactly. completely turn on a heel and they're like, you know what? That's it. I'm done. I'm not yeah. working this hard anymore. I'm not doing this anymore. Like, I'm doing exactly what I want. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, uh, fuck, fuck the Golden Globes, man. I think is. I didn't give a <laughs> shit. I, I didn't even know they were on until... People yeah, even even during my my Oscar watching days, I, I I never paid much attention to the Golden Globes. No. And I like the I I love I watched the Oscars. To me, they're just even though they can be nauseating. Um, no. I still look at them as a barometer. Like I do care who wins Best Picture, even if it's for because it matters to. I love movies. We love movies. Like, and it matters to those people. Like, right. like except for what's his name? Um, who's the famous actor who shit on the Oscars? Who Scott? C. Scott, um, the guy from the guy from Patton, George C. Scott. Oh, George C. Scott. Yeah, yeah. George C. Scott, who like won an Oscar and even show up and like called it like whatever that great quote is. <laughs> it's like something about like it's a pony show or something like that. Yeah. Or, Besides yeah. people like that, like no, if I love Banshees of Inisherin and yeah. I want them to win, I think I, I want the director to win. I want the movie to win. I want Colin Farrell to win for best. I'd guess he would be supporting or lead. It's kind of co-leads. Maybe for, yeah, I get the no, he would be the lead. Penguin? No. Um, Batman, I, I like the Batman a lot, actually. I, I, I really liked it. Um, but like I that matters to them that yeah. they get an Oscar. So like I want that for them. And I yeah. do enjoy I like the polls and 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 guessing. Um, but it does when it's the political shit all the time, it, it becomes yeah. very nauseating. Yeah. Um I'm sure we'll do an episode when 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 the Oscars come up. And we'll, if you uh, want, yeah, it's they're March 12th. Uh, I would love to do a pre-Oscars app, like where yeah. we give our picks. Uh, yeah, yeah, I watched like this is that time after, kind of after October between kind of November and the Oscars, which now we're later. They used to be February, then they were like April for COVID, but now I guess they're March in between. Um, I just try and catch up on movies from that year. So I'm watching like as many 2022 movies as possible. Yeah. Um, that, that interests me, not just anything. Like I'm not going to watch, um, I don't know, some like the blockbustery stuff. That's not, you know, like Top Gun was great. Yeah. Um, but I'm not going to watch like just anything, but all, all 2022, 2022 movies that interest me. I'm like just catching up now. It's fascinating living in LA during Oscar season, during during award mm-hmm. season, because so my roommate who does who, who works on 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 and he does sound for movies and TV shows. He yeah. um he's part of the local union for, yeah. for sound mixers, and because of that, he gets a bunch of screeners. So we have a bunch of DVDs and Blu-rays of movies that have not been released on on video yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, of like, oh, for your consideration. It's, it's like for your consideration becomes like the biggest fucking phrase. And I was mm-hmm. just on Hollywood Boulevard. And so like, instead of it just being a, a poster for a TV show or movie, it's for, for your consideration for, for best picture and best original series or whatever. So it's like every, everyone's just swamping like, Oh, you know, vote for us, vote for this show, vote for this. Movie. Wait, wait, wait. Why is it saying that? Uh, I, I, because, because we don't like, we don't vote. We don't. 
I, so my what I think it is is that for for like any like voters who are you know, people who are part of say like you know the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences, anybody who's walking around be like oh I forgot about that movie yeah okay I'll I'll I'll, I'll remember that like I guess I would like hope reminders. I would hope that if you're a part of that very select group yeah. you have a grasp and I yeah. know you don't and that was one of the criticisms of uh, the Academy I yeah. think a, a proper criticism that was a lot of like old white guys who just yeah. weren't in touch and didn't watch it and so just like oh George Clooney's in this movie so vote for it. like yeah. like no that's wrong like you should be engaged right are you fucking like I would love to have an Academy vote yeah. it's like I'd love to have a Heisman vote like that that would be amazing yeah. like I would take that so seriously and yeah. these fucking dinosaurs who don't like and, and whether they're not going to vote because they could be young and just like well i'm not voting for any white men or like they're old and they like, don't know what's going on right. um like that's wrong so like i would hope that they have a an idea of at least they're watching all the nominees but i heard that was a thing like some some voters don't even watch everyone who's nominated how can you possibly make an informed decision yeah that was so so Back, I, I think it was during the Oscar So White thing. Yeah. One of the controversies from several years back, um, the Academy the Academy implemented uh, numerous rules, some of which I actually agreed with. One of them, I think, was like, yeah. you have to be in the industry and you have to have worked on a major production within the last 10 years or something like that, which I think yeah, is a pretty low that. bar, but at Agreed. least it's sort of like, okay, like you actually have to be active in the industry to some to some degree. So, okay, I'm fine with... And, to, and that was their way of slowly filtering out the old guard who... We're just sort of like, oh, like I, I I'm gonna vote for George Raft or something. <laughs> just like, like I'm, I'm yeah. vote for Humphrey Bogart or something. Yeah. You know? Just slowly sifting out the old people and making room for for younger, more active people in the industry. That I think is is a totally reasonable rule. Totally. Um, but yeah. So so it's it's just weird. Like like the, the all of Hollywood, and, and and this is just Hollywood, like Hollywood proper. Like every movie and TV show posters for your consideration, vote for this for best original act, best original screenplay, but best mm. picture, blah blah blah. So I, I guess it's just to like remind, you know, any voters and executives who have, happen to be out there like, oh, I forgot about that show. I'm going to vote for yeah. that, I guess. All right. Well, but it's funny. It's like we have like we've got like a stack of, of screeners. Mm. Like, Dude, let's just fucking sell these bootlegs. They don't, they don't come out on streaming for another three months. So so you, you can watch movies before they're out. Yeah, no. What do you have that you can watch? Oh, I don't know. He, 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 he puts him in a stash somewhere. Uh, but it's like, yeah, you know, so I heard good things about this. We should watch this. <laughs> but, uh, uh, but yeah, we actually do have a nice little collection of, of movies that are, are not released to. Are uh, they like DVDs? Video. DVDs or Blu-rays. I can't remember which. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. It, it, but it's just funny. There's every year, like this is the, the, the town just kind of floods. Mm. Vote for this. Vote for that during the season. It's I funny. do. I, I I like. I do enjoy the Oscars. It's the only award show I like. Yeah. I think it's fun. I just wish it would focus, like cut the bullshit and focus yeah. on the industry. Yeah. Um, and like promoting the best acting and, and movie making. Like I, I think, uh, I and I I hope that it it sticks it sticks to that. Um, the Academy Museum is a place I really want to check out, but I heard that they have a George Floyd like com like commemorative. This is like, yeah. what does he have to do with film? Like, and, I'm not. I know it's it's, it's just it's sort of like nuts. It's so crazy. <laughs> like, I know it's it's just it's they're farting into their own glass and sniffing it. Like that's right. Well, you know, I wouldn't even care if they said, "Oh, by the way, you know, this actor was the first actor to win." You know, the first black actor or the first Asian. Okay, that's of fine. Course. That's cool. Like, that's, I mean, that's, that, cool. that's 
that has something to do with movie making. Yes. Like yeah, Sidney yeah. Poitier winning. I, I think he was the first black actor to win uh, best actor, right? For I think so. Yeah. Who is it? Who's coming to dinner or in the heat of the night? One of the things to serve with love. One of those. I don't know. 60s, mid-late, but yeah, uh, yeah I, I think it's, I, I think it's look who's look who's coming to dinner or, or in the heat of the night. I, I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would, I would actually hope that they had something come out yeah. like that. It was a big deal. Right. Right. Um, that's totally different than George Floyd, like a guy who <laughs> killed by police officer in Minneapolis, like commemorating. Yeah, it's just sort like, of yeah. So I don't know. Well, on that note, on that note, happy Friday the thirteenth. Yeah, and, uh, hell's yeah! I'm gonna let you keep update. I fucking swear, there's a ghost here. Oh, nice. It's wild. Uh, maybe it's the the ghost of like uh, a previous podcaster who's in that house. <laughs> Ghost of Podcast Past. Yeah. That'd be the, um, that'd be the most annoying ghost. <laughs> Today there, we a... have. Oh, dude, give it up. <laughs> there's a Portlandia sketch where uh, uh, Fred Armisen and Carrie Brownstein, they, they played podcasters from NPR. And oh, yeah. so, and, and so it's funny. So, so it's the two of them and like, they have like a boom mic and, and uh, like a microphone, a recorder. And then like somebody playing banjo and it's sort of like, this is like this American crime story. And then they're talking all gentle and very articulate. And, 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 and so they're in Portland. And so like, they're hanging with like the police who are investigating like a serious crime, like a murder thing, yeah. but they just keep getting in the way. And so they're just like, so Jennifer was, was a young woman, 22 years old. And, then, and so, but like, they're doing like, they're hamming it up. And and so like, finally the cops get so fed up with them, like, like interrupting with, the, yeah. the, the investigation that they, they, put, they put them in jail but they're still recording the podcast while they're in jail yeah, yeah. Just... <laughs> i i tried to watch that show a while ago yeah. i would like to i don't i don't think i stopped because i disliked it I, I would like to restart it um yeah yeah it, it's it's pretty good i mean it yeah. is kind of ripping on all that but i don't it's weird watching because i i watched it when you know like a few years after it ended and it was like there are some woke stuff, but it's like the woke, even when it feels genuinely woke, it feels quaint. It's like, okay, yeah, these are silly activists, yeah. whatever. Like the feminist bookstore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they can't break a 20, so they close down the store and <laughs> beg to break a 20. And yeah, it feels because it's like, at least from what I saw, you know, like the free range chicken. That's like the first yeah. skit of the whole show, right? Exactly. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. did he have friends? And they go, can we go to the farm? And they go to the farm, Sandy said, like, that's funny and fun now a lot of the book is like aggressive and yeah. assailing and yeah. like not it, it's like not i don't think they would make fun of that because they would get yeah. attacked yeah yeah and funny because it feels so lighthearted though it's it, it just sort of like oh you know people importantly they can be kind of quirky with their yeah like sometimes. playing tag was it like playing hide and seek in a library or something <laughs> like, <laughs> these are the skits i remember and that's just like oh okay like silly yeah hipstery portland but yeah. Now it's like, oh, there's a guy shitting on the ground, and this guy's spazzing out from a heroin heroin needle stuck in his arm. This isn't this isn't funny at all. I know. This, is, <laughs> this is scary and sad. Oh man, I don't like this. Yeah, have, you haven't but, been to Portland, have you? No, I have not. Have you? You've been to Seattle? No, I have not. No, I mean they're both cities that honestly, not that long ago, I, I they were on like top of my list to go. Yeah, and I don't think so anymore. Yeah. Seattle more than Portland. Um, yeah, my parents went to Seattle in the last year or so, and they said it's pretty clean. So yeah, Seattle more than Portland. Uh, same San Francisco. San Francisco sounds awful. Oh. And I know people oh. have gone. It's my dad's favorite city, and I'm like, yeah. my dad's like not a liberal guy, 
like yeah. he he was like as you're talking like blue dog democrat kind of like just yeah. clinton voter like but centrist and now conservative and yeah i'm like dad i don't think it's what it was like back in 1978 like it's no, dude like uh, it seems and i know i know very progressive people who have been there and they're like no it's a piece of shit like do not yeah. go like it's awful <laughs> like it's yeah i know it's sad because like it was such it's it, especially for me because like I, I grew up an hour south of it so like it was i'd go there for, yeah. for, for, for like field trips or for like a, a, a family day trip or it's like oh like it's this wonderful magical city it's all yeah. this arts and culture stuff and even when, when i became an adult i had a friend in college um after we graduated who lived there and and you know we, we would often go to like you know, the san francisco symphony and we go to like yeah. all these cool artsy cultural things and it was such a cool city um, but now I, I haven't been in like five or six years and I don't want to, like, there's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like it has this, the issues like LA has, but it's so much smaller. That's it's like more so condensed much, and concentrated. So condensed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So no, I don't know. Yeah. Definitely not. Maybe Seattle, but I mean, they've just been kind of like removed from my list. Like the more yeah. I saw about it, the less I want to, less I want to go there. Yeah. 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 Well, Happy Friday the 13th, friend. All right. Have Friday the 13th. <laughs> Fight the crits. Fight them.